0: Over the next seven episodes, we're going to cover seven steps of creating a successful marketing plan. The first one is understanding your market and your competition. This is Don't Fear Grit with Rob Mina, marketing strategies and advertising technologies to help you build a better business. If you try to sell something that people don't want they're not gonna buy it. It really is that simple. Now, you might be hearing that, and let's say you're like a car salesman. You're like, wrong, I just have to figure out the sales objection and the right answer to the sales objection, and then I can sell... I can sell ice to an Eskimo. Um, That's really an exaggeration of sales. That's really an, an untrue actually statement. The fact is, if you are forcing the sale on someone who does not want it, you're also now creating a bad experience. So that's why it holds true that if someone doesn't wanna buy something, they're not going to buy it so you can't sell it to them but i'm actually going to switch the context and and really use that as a platform to under help you guys understand that if someone doesn't feel like they have a need for something, and if someone doesn't have a want for that particular product, then there's no reason for them to be number one going out to search for that product because they don't feel like they have a need for it. And maybe they have a lack of understanding for it. So therefore they're not going to be able to be pushed. You can't push the sales of that particular product onto the, the customer. And I think that's a that's a, a mistake. A lot of I would not even a lot of new because even a lot of established businesses and entrepreneurs um, definitely go through seasons where they do this. But I would say that more often than not, I think the newer entrepreneur will be subjected to this particular uh, type of challenge, which is they don't understand market demand. Um, What they're doing is they're just coming up with an idea and they're putting it out to the market and then it's a very soft response. And then now they're confused by it and they're not getting a successful outcome. And that's because there was not enough research that went into understanding the current market for the product and then also understanding the market competitor's that are in that space for this particular product or service, that will lend to a a, a much more successful um, or an opportunity, the potential for a successful uh, launch and then long-term success with a product or a service. You have to understand your market. It's not about even need, right? It's about want. So I I think that two really common um, traps that people fall into when they are either you know, creating a new business, or maybe they're an inventor, or you've got an established business and you're trying to incorporate a brand new service or product, right? Is what they're doing is they're letting the pride of coming up with a brand new idea um, really cloud their judgment of whether or not that that idea is actually something that the market wants. Um, That's a big problem because your idea really could just be, something that satisfies the needs of one of one, yourself. And just because you want it does not necessarily mean everyone else wants it. And so we really have to, in this case, put the wants and needs of the many over the few, or in this case, the you, uh, because that's not going to translate to monetary success. You're going to lose your shirt if you approach forcing that particular type of product or service on the market when there's no demand for it. So you have to do proper research. Like the first thing with creating a marketing plan, that's why this is number one. The very, very first thing that you do, this is before you even develop the product. This is before you really start going crazy, developing the service. You can have the idea for it, but before you become fully invested, I'm talking about, this is past the prototype stage, you know, but before mass production stage, right? So before you go all that, invest all of this crazy time and money, you need to do market research, invest the time and money into market research, and you need to figure out what the market demand is, what's the current competitors in this space, what's the feedback from customers, right? You need to get all of that information because that's valuable, that'll help you fine-tune your product or service so that it is something now that the market's going to respond to really, really well versus you forcing through your arrogance, the product into the market, and then the market just not responding to it. So remember, just because you say, oh, I like it, does not mean actually that everyone wants and needs it. So that that's a big, big thing. Now, there's a few things here. Um, I would say, not things, I would say there's maybe four, maybe I'll talk about four or five, four, four methods that you can go about. Um, getting this type of information. Um, market research, um, competitive competitor uh, uh, data, right? There's, there's four really good ways. Now, there are more, right? I'm not saying this is the end-all be-all type of thing, but there are four common ways that you guys can go out and you can get this data and you can analyze this data so ultimately you can position yourself for the greatest um, potential for success. Um, the first one is going to be uh, surveys. And uh, you could just do public surveys you can you know, create some type of um, you know, one-page website. There's a lot of other you know, really great third-party resources that already have these surveys done, right? You can sign up for one of their services and, and, and just outline and template out um, some, some questions that would be valuable to you. And you just put this, these surveys out there and you let people participate them and you monitor the feedback that you get. And all of that feedback is valuable in you developing the product for a successful launch or developing the service for a successful launch, right? So you could do public surveys and you can push them out to your email list. You can push it out to social media. You can even incentivize people to be able to come in and participate in these surveys. That's also very, very common. The second method of collecting this type of data would be through interviews. And these are going to be the most insightful because these are going to be our one-on-one conversations with people who represent your target market and nothing will beat a face-to-face interview for really diving deep because you can not only be collecting their data, like their their answers, listening to their answers, but you can also get nonverbal responses. You could read their body language and see how they're responding to your product or service. So that's why the one-on-one interviews are going to be the most insightful and they're going to represent some really valuable opportunities for you to get the information you need to position yourself for success. A third option would be focus groups. Now, I'm going to put a little disclaimer with the focus groups because these are going to definitely be the most dangerous because focus groups are going to bring together, um, you know, they're going to be, yes, you're going to bring together like carefully selected groups of people who are going to fit like your target market or your potential target market um and similar to the interviews you're going to be able to ask questions and get feedback but why they're dangerous is that now you're going to be allowing for open discussion and you're going to allow someone's opinion to influence someone else's opinion so number one it could get a little out of control so you have to you know make sure you're focusing in on it but also you're you could allow for to get um, really some interesting insight that might be negative, might be opposite of what you're expecting to get from this particular um, environment, and you might get a little discouraged. So that's why it's a little dangerous. So it does come up with a little disclaimer, but they are very, very common, and they can be incredibly valuable. Now the last one is observation. And this is probably the most powerful one. You know, during a customer observation, we'll call it session, someone from the company could be like taking notes while they watch and observe their ideal avatar, their ideal sort of customer or or user engaging with their product um, or you know, using their particular service. And, you know, why this is so you know clever or and and, and so powerful. Well, this sort of like we'll call it like, quote unquote, like fly on the wall type of observation, it's, it's a great alternative to focus groups because it it's not only less expensive but you're going to see people interact with your product in a very natural setting without any type of, you know, forced influence um on on that person or on each other. And the only downside is that you can't get inside of their heads. Um so ob- observation is definitely no replacement for a customer survey or or a customer interview, but um, customer or in this case, just, just general observation is really huge because you don't necessarily have to have a business in order to be able to observe customers, right? You can go to your competitors and observe the environment there and see how they're interacting in that environment. How are they interacting with their services? How are they interacting with the products? Is it is it, is it generally positive? Is it negative? And you get to observe, not just with your ears, hearing what they say, but you get to see nonverbal and their physical responses to these products, because that's also very, very revealing. So those are just four classic examples of how you can collect this data and do market research. There's a lot of really great resources out there that help people to that and, and allow you to sort of like, even like piggyback and ride the wave of people that have already done some market research, maybe, uh, in in your areas and in, in your in your industries. But the point here is before you go for broke and before you're all in and you spend all this money on inventory and all this other stuff, make sure you do your market research because there's gonna be valuable information as, as that you'll get from market research that could tell you, ooh, maybe I need to change the design. Whether it be just maybe aesthetics, like a color, or functionality, or packaging, or maybe the service is something that's not mass market, and this and the service does actually, um, doesn't actually doesn't. Uh, address pain points of a lot of people or maybe your service it doesn't address the pain points of anyone, right? And it's really just a, a solution to your problem and maybe the market's not ready for this. So before you do that and then spend all this money and potentially lose that investment, do your market research because you're going to position yourself for the greatest potential for success. And ultimately, that's what you want as an entrepreneur, as, as a manager, as a leader, someone who maybe who's pursuing the option the opportunity to add a a product or service right to to their arsenal of stuff if you want to be successful with it then do your homework anything worth doing is worth doing right like get that in your head live and breathe that phrase and i I promise you are going to be the beneficiary of great success if you put in the work remember remember guys don't fear the process And definitely don't fear grit because your success is coming. Definitely check out the next episode where we're gonna be covering another really important uh, step in the sort of success for marketing plans.